Recorded on December 20th, 2022. Con Man's Kryptonite. Welcome to the Push Ahead Podcast, the podcast that's all about pushing the political conversation ahead, not pushing back. Hi, I'm Jamie. I'm Shelby. I'm Pamela. And we're here to talk about Trump's charges and more Brevard drama. There's always Brevard drama. Always. But first, we need to address the elephants in the room. Because we need to get rid of the elephants in the room and everywhere else that they are. Yes. Let's chase them out. First off, the Alex Jones Sandy Hook lawsuit. If you've been following or haven't been following, Alex Jones has been found guilty of... Or not guilty, but liable for $1.5 billion in damages. Oh, poor Alex. Yeah. And estimates say that's what his media empire is worth. So his entire media empire is at stake here. And he has been playing a bankruptcy shell game where he's been trying to move money from legal entity to legal entity. So that way the parents of these poor Sandy Hook kids that he... I don't know. He lied about. He said crisis actors. He sent his goons after. to. So they were awarded damages. Right. And in order to get out of the damages, he tried to pull all these. Gosh, where did he learn to do? Did he and Trump go to the same school? That That's assuming they went to school. I have it on. I think Trump had to pay his way through college. <laughs> yeah. With what, though? Oh, dad's money. OK. Anyway. Yeah. So a judge. This happened today, uh, day of recording, which is why we put the recording dates on the podcast episodes. A judge stripped Alex Jones of bankruptcy protections so that way the parents, the plaintiffs who received these damages, can begin to collect damages against Alex Jones. And so I have a question. Like, is Alex Jones just like living his normal sweet life right now? Because it wasn't criminal. Point. It was purely civil. He is getting right now from his company... $20,000 every two weeks to live. Oh, my he God. He claims that is not enough money. And of the estimated $1.9 that his media empire brings in a month, he wants $1.3 for himself. But regardless, like he's not in jail or anything. No. He didn't do anything criminal. This he's was a civil. Okay. So he's living a sweet life, not a budget, because he only has $1.9 a year. Mm-hmm. And, and claiming bankruptcy to avoid having to pay these damages. But a court said no, sir. So they probably didn't say sir. Yeah, they just they, said no, you idiot. Courts are very polite because whether or not the court is polite and nice, the judgments, the judgments say what the judgments say. They say the same regardless, yeah. Yeah. And while he can continue his bankruptcy judgments or his bankruptcy hearings, those aren't going to be protections against collections. So he's not going to be able to shield his income. He's not going to be able to shield his in uh, his holdings from being taken in serving justice. I like it. And yet people still listen to him. You know what? I have to stop here for a second because I it's so easy for us to go, who would believe this stuff? But I have a local friend who is a recent born again Democrat. And she actually posted on Facebook that she had been one of those people that she believed it was a crisis act. And she believed, and I'm just like, and she's a smart woman. She's married to the son of a very good friend of mine. And I think to me, that was really emblematic of the fact that we can think that the people that would believe this are all stupid followers. She's not that. 
She yeah. just, people, I think she was in a very conservative silo and believed what fit her narrative and made her comfortable. But I, I just think it's really important that we've talked about this before, that we give people an off-ramp. Yeah. She's a real supportive Dem locally. And if she hadn't been comfortable and hadn't found a place that she was, that she'd be safe saying that publicly, she might've just disappeared. Yeah. I, I was a Republican once. I was ROG once. <laughs> So I get it. People change over time. Yeah. The elephant in the room. Mm-hmm. Like we're getting all serious again. Like, Jamie, you hate it when we get serious certain elephants. <laughs> but the point of the elephant is that Alex Jones doesn't get to hide his no. money anymore. Yeah. And this poor people, he's not going to bring back their kids. No. And it's not even about changing their life. It, it's about hurting it's, in the only language he cares about. It's yep. been a decade. And I know losing people is terrible. And I can't imagine what it means to lose a child. But I imagine that in a vacuum after a decade that after losing a child to tragedy you would be able to pick up the pieces somewhat and move on with some semblance of a normal life but it's pretty hard to do when you've got somebody knocking on your door and accusing right. you of faking your kid and yeah. yeah when you have a talk show radio host essentially a shock jock dj who's constantly digging this up and reminding you yeah. of it it's really hard to move on And so maybe the only way to get him to shut up and leave them alone is to take out all of his funding. And that's what this judge has done. But even with that, instead of hiding, they actually came out with their foundation. They have been working 10 years for gun control laws to protect students. They took their tragedy and have been working for the past 10 plus years to make sure that it didn't happen. Yeah, I know. But as a parent and as a citizen, I'm proud of them for doing that, but they shouldn't have had it forced on them. They were put into the situation and Alex Jones just made it worse. And so now finally, a decade later, literally 10 years later. Almost to the day. Yeah, this justice is finally coming in the only form that our courts can give in terms of monetary damages. I think it's also really great because these people do, they play games with our bankruptcy courts, which first of all, is a waste of resources right there. Mm -hmm. There are people that literally need bankruptcy. It's a waste of those resources. And they're just used to doing the shell game with their money. And everybody knows it's there. It's not even like it's a good shell game. Right. Yay for Sandy Hook survivors. All right. Yep. Yep. So bad for Alex Jones. We need to send him coupons. But we also have some Ronnie news. Thanks to our next subject, which is Trump. Trump is basically nosediving in the polls. And now Ronnie is picking up the slack. Yes, I think could be. It'll be great. Here's the thing. It'll only be great if we do our share. It'll it'll only be great if he doesn't win, because if he wins, forget democracy. He's openly opposed to democracy. Right. Oh, God. Yeah. He is is worse than Trump, but smarter. I've been seeing articles in the past two weeks where they're saying DeSantis is embracing fascism and authoritarianism. And the reality is we're reading those articles here in Florida. The other 49 states are not. And they still think that he's a friendlier, cuddlier Trump. So. On the one hand, it's easy for us to say it'll be so entertaining to watch them battle one another, but it will only be entertaining if we do our work and make sure he doesn't win. Because well, if he wins, forget it. This is literally what we were just talking about, that he's not only said he will sign it, he's urging Florida lawmakers to write an open carry law that he can sign. Also, when you're looking at primary politics this far out, I still remember 2012. I remember 2016. I remember... Everyone having the front runners of Herman Cain 
And but if you also remember 2016, you also remember us all going, it can't be Trump. He can't win. That won't happen. Well, so we cannot. Right. No, we take cannot. This lightly. No, we can't take it lightly. But I'm hoping that the media does what it did to the other Republican front runners when they got their spot in the limelight. They tore him down. I think this yeah. is a very different season because DeSantis has spent the last four years prepping for this. And we've not seen anything like that before. The same reason he toured the country to draw fascists down to Florida yeah. for the last four years. I think it's I mean, I do think it will be really entertaining to watch him and Trump attack each other because Trump has filed. But it, it will stop being funny if we just assume he can't win. Like we got to show up. Not only did he uh, urging Florida lawmakers to pass an open carry law, he yesterday had a workshop in Orlando to learn how to implement his education agenda in schools. And one of the topics was education, not indoctrination. While they're, by the way, indoctrinating kids in the education agenda that he has. It's a funny situation when you're living through it somewhat, but he is a bad man, bad, very bad man. At that same workshop yesterday, somebody cornered him and said, hey, I'm from Brevard County. We want to fire Jennifer Jenkins. And he said, yeah, I'll help you with that. Like, first of all, it's flattering that he knows who Jennifer Jenkins is. Or secondly, he's just pandering to these people and doesn't know or care who Jennifer Jenkins is. Right. But I think it's great if he does know who Jennifer Jenkins is. And he's so scared of a school board member because he can remove a school board member, but he can't do it at will. Yeah. He's not the king yet. So he'd have to have cause and there is no cause, which is why she burns the house down every time she opens her mouth because she's like, I got nothing to lose. They, as long as she's not breaking the law, yeah, she can't be removed or fired. Yeah, it's, he's a bad man. Yep. She's also dealing with that's Brevard. Anyway. Yeah, we'll cover more of that. We hopefully have chased those elephants out of the room. All right. Now we get to go to the fun topic. I knew this is going to be safe. The week's just been getting better and better. <laughs> yep. So Trump charges... Trump's legal troubles. Not like Trump. Although it does get Trump. Yeah, he does kind of Trump it. My favorite thing is that if you're in the UK, slang for fart is Trump. I love that. I did not know that, but it totally fits. Yeah, it's just, oh, just a lean to the side and Trump. A lot of hot air. Uh There you go. Yep, yep. The House committee today and yesterday, the House has been busy. The House committee officially recommended criminal charges to the Department of Justice So the important thing to remember is that while the DOJ is not under any obligation to follow these or adopt them or take them up, they already have a couple of these that are already in play and already under investigation. And they just wrapped up all this little great evidence into a package and sent it to the GOJ. Yeah. So they had... All kinds of subpoena power. They were able to put all kinds of stuff into the record. They were able to get people on the record saying stuff. And so they were able to hand saying that Saying stuff. Yeah. I like that. That's a little understatement. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. What was it today that his one of his Hope uh, Hicks. White House attorneys said? Oh, the big news was Hope Hicks, which was yeah. his like number one confidant. And I think she she ran the communications department for a little bit. They released some of her testimony and it was not good for Trump. Yeah, she's not afraid to tell the truth, which I think is good on her. Okay, And because there's a lot of Trump legal troubles going on. Yes. Let let me let me just kind of recap for us. Let me recap. It even says that recap. Yeah. Good thing. So this is independent of Fulton County District's D.A. Fannie Willis and her. That's just we just stop and say. 
Thank you, Fanny Willis's mom. It's such a great name. <laughs> yes. Her investigation is ongoing. She has continued to subpoena people and get testimony and continues to do her grand jury thing. This is also separate from the Mar-a-Lago documents investigation, which is ongoing under special counsel Jack Smith who has impaneled a grand jury. He's also looking into the other charges. And today, the House Ways and Means Committee decided... Which seems like such a boring committee. But they weren't boring today, were they? No, they decided to make public all of the Trump tax returns that they got, showing... I haven't had time to go over it. For the past six years. But and for it the just happened years. 30 minutes ago. Yeah. Yeah, so... What I did w- they think you're going to find? What did they say? Didn't just say... It's just boring taxes. Here you are. (laughs) No. No, it's going to show that he's poor. It's either that he is in poor and he's in debt to a lot of foreign entities. Yeah, because being poor by itself (laughs) is not the problem. The problem is that if you're poor and you're running an international business, then you are now, you know this, you were top secret. Didn't you have a top secret security clearance? Yes. Yeah. So they do the credit checks and all that stuff because otherwise you are at risk. Yeah. The other thing is there's a saying that when you owe the bank, $40,000, that's your problem. But when you owe the bank $4 million, that's the bank's problem. And so if he is so in the red and or that's our problem. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, if he is is really in debt and he has millions and millions of dollars in debt that he filed on his tax returns, then he might have essentially been acting as a foreign agent while he was in the White House. Does anyone not believe that? We had a Mueller report that said he acted shadily. He was impeached for trying to get a favor out of Ukraine. But this shows motive, right? Other than ego, this would show what makes him a high propensity target for recruitment by these agents. And then add all of those lovely classified documents that he had. It's always, there's so many reasons people are used as pawns to run for office. I had somebody talk to me about gas prices, right? And I said, no, the gas companies are making more profit than ever. And he said, well, why would they do that? And I said, because they want you to think Trump was the best answer for your money when right. they, because he's the best for theirs. So there's that. There's the corporate greed that like having likes having an administration that's friendlier to corporate greed. But there's this is much more terrifying because this is why would our international or global enemies want somebody to be our president, and maybe that's not the guy we should have. And even at its most basic, if he had more debts than assets, then it showed that he wasn't rich. And so everyone who said, oh, he knew how to run the country because he was a rich businessman, it's no. Did run the country as if he was a person who knows, is very familiar with debt. Yes. As in how to create it. Yes. Yeah, he definitely swung us into debt. Yeah. And that should be obvious now. Yeah. And so now you're not going to be hearing any people say, oh, Trump should run the country because he's such an astute businessman and rich people should be trusted with money and or power. Didn't you say early on in in Trump's beginning years of the presidency, that if he had just left his father's inheritance alone, it would be more than, what, double or triple than what he made? He had just let it ride on index funds for, I don't know, the however many years that he was there, and he didn't touch it. He would have been a multimillionaire, honestly, several times over. Instead of for pittance, he came into the White House with. And a multimillionaire wasn't his lifestyle as that of a billionaire. And he just finds someone There's to a big loan difference. Money. <laughs> a billion yeah. and a million. I do yeah. remember when he was running, they have the famous clip of Trump Jr. saying, 
oh, yeah, we get a lot of our funding from Russia now. Yeah. Gee, red flag there. Yeah. Here's the, we have to be prepared for the fact that people are going to justify that just like they do everything else. Like back to the whole Twitter thing. Somebody the other day, I was making a comment about something on Twitter and they said, yeah, but you still believe that Barack Obama's birth certificate is legit. I'm like, okay, well, this conversation is done. If you don't yeah. buy that any, please. Yeah. There are still people out there discussing the lunar landing. Oh, yeah. The most rational thing that Pence was confronted. He's one of the few Republicans that they have gotten on record. that he's like, I hope this doesn't lead to an indictment for him. Yeah, because that would be bad for the country. No, you know what's bad for the country? Not indicting him. No, what's bad for the country is encouraging people to attack the Capitol. Mm -hmm. What's bad for the country is doing business with our global enemies. What's bad for the country is getting in bed with Saudi Arabia, much more so than we do simply by virtue of being our ally. What's bad for the country is owing a mass murderer your soul. No, not your soul. Your country's soul. That's what's bad for the country. So, you know what? Indicting the president, maybe he shouldn't have brought down all those things. <laughs> yeah. Yep. We're still trying to prove to everybody that no one is above the law. It's one thing to pardon somebody for being paranoid and acting on that paranoia by breaking into an office. Thinking back, I think that pardon was probably very, I was alive, I was 12. I think that pardon was probably very healthy for our country. But this is not that. No. This is not that. This is not the act of a paranoid person that really hurt maybe five people. This is potentially changing the way our governor, our government is structured and intentionally doing so just for whatever. Yep. So the charges that were handed over from Congress were obstructing congressional proceeding. And that was when, because January 6th, Congress was working on approving the, not approving, was working certifying on, yeah. the election results. Mm -hmm. And when they disrupted that, that's what they, it's not just that they did, they disrupted federal process. Okay, go right. on. And so one of the most damning things, one of the, I guess, one of the quotes that maybe it's, is going to go into the history books is, Oh, let them through, disable the mags, let them through, they're not here to hurt me. So right. he knew they were armed. He knew that he had a crowd that he was directing towards Congress up the street. Yeah, and encouraging that. Yeah. So by the time people are listening to this report will already be out. Yes. But when we're recording it, so go back to what you were saying. So uh, we're just working off of the, the news and the show that happened on Monday where they gave us the executive summary. But essentially, I would be very surprised if they didn't at least charge him with obstruction of a congressional proceeding. That is, he was very much egging people on. He had willful motive. And even though he had tweets about do it peacefully or... He was you know, still obstructing. That was yeah. still after. Yeah. But there's not much there because he was like between the texts and all of that stuff. He was saying one thing, but he was also saying another and his defense is going to try to play that in court. But the fact that there's still a thread of him willfully looking to obstruct the... Even if it's peacefully done, it yes. is still an obstruction of proceedings of a congressional proceeding could be standing in the back of the room and screaming. And he definitely persisted. Yeah, okay, it could be just walking up to the person holding the gavel and holding the gavel right. and keeping it from striking. You're not really threatening anyone besides the gavel. So right there, the obstruct, obstructing proceedings of a congressional proceeding. That's a and really some ridiculous. some of the footage that they showed in the January sixth committee was actually from a documentary that just got released by oh, yeah. Nancy Pelosi's daughter. It's amazing. They start at the start of the day. She's getting briefings saying that oh they told him that it's unsafe. They can't secure his way. 
He is staying at the White House for now. That can change, blah, 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 blah. And then you see this crowd of people coming. But the point to this charge, though, Mm -hmm. it doesn't have to be a crowd. No. We sing that was violent, but just breaking it down to bare basics and truth. Whether it was violent or not, this charge still sticks. Right. The fact that he was directing someone to do to obstruct. And I'm going to be there with you and we're going to stop the steal. And okay. the next is conspiracy to defraud the United States. I love that. That's just maybe that that I feel like that is in in general, like even if Trump doesn't get hit with the conspiracy charge, all of his cronies are because it is pretty much there where there's all this email, all of this text message about essentially looking to defraud, lie to gain something from the government. Fake electors. As well as Giuliani said. It wasn't just that day. So this is also saying, yeah, this was defrauding for the stop the steal. No, Giuliani even said right after what happened, we have lots of theories. We just don't have any proof. And conspiracy to make a false statement. We're going to hear this and we're going to go, oh, of course, Trump. How do you know Trump is lying? His mouth is open. Yeah. Yeah. But the thing is, he actually can lie with blinking. I think he can lie in Morse code. The other thing is that this is conspiracy to make a false statement. So it's not just Trump lying by himself. It is Trump's support network saying he's going to lie. Okay, are we going to let him lie? Yeah, we're going to let him lie. That's what they brought up that first when he went on air at 2 a.m. on election night. Giuliani just said to start saying that it was stolen right then. Yes, it's the conspiracy part. You may not remember this, but six years ago in Brevard County, the former city manager in Palm Bay was arrested and charged with racketeering. Mm -hmm. And it was, oh yeah, I'm going, where do we live? This is Brevard County. Convicted too. His name was David Isnardi. Oh, I remember. His name is Nardi. Christina's Nardi. Yeah, he was married to Christina's Nardi at the time. Anyway, he... I'm just sitting here thinking when I was in fifth grade, Nards meant nuts. Like, it balls. Oh, Nardi, okay. (laughs) So he... And it's all the conspiracy thing is what really always sticks. And it's really the most disgusting piece. Right. And the other thing is that conspiracy charges, even if you don't successfully, if you don't successfully succeed in what you're conspiring to do. Or unsuccessfully succeed, sorry. But success of the conspiracy is not required for the charge. If the three of us around here conspired to defraud the government or conspired to kill. We're not. But if we were. Or even uh, the former president, we're not. The fact yeah. that if we were to sit around and Whether we conspire, act on that or not, it's a conspiracy. Right. Yes. And the government needs to prove that we would also intend to act on it. It's like so it's this conspiracy a, to make a false statement. What we're hearing is that the committee has enough evidence to say, basically, if this were in a normal life, it'd be a grand jury and it would be a subpoena. Mm-hmm. And this is we don't do that. So that what we're saying is that the committee is going to the DOJ saying, you've got enough. Go after this. Okay. Right. And finally, incite, assist. I like this is like growing from obstructing proceedings to. <laughs> yeah. Incite, assist, aid or comfort and insurrection. So this is where we are. So unfortunately, this is the charge that is least likely to stick to Trump because it's very likely that all of his statements that we have public are protected by the First Amendment. There was a a court case, essentially, where someone who was associated with the Ku Klux Klan, of course, this is always the most extreme, stretching the freedom of speech, but essentially because the tests set up in this case where a KKK member said, 
we need to go mob and we need to go commit violence and we need to go do this bad thing. But because there wasn't a specific date and time, there wasn't an immediate cause, there wasn't let's all go meet at Arby's at 815 with our rifles and shoot because that was missing. It's likely that everything that Trump said, everything that even though you or I as lay people would say, yeah, he's rallying these people up, he's getting them ready to go overthrow the government. Because he wasn't specific in his speech, it's likely that what he said was covered by the First Amendment. But the aid or comfort an insurrection is likely to get hit or is likely to hit people. Because he said like, he would bail people out? Yeah. No, he said that he would pardon them. There are emails saying that but, Trump yeah. wanted to pardon them. What about the emails between all of his cronies trying to set this up? Are they going to at least go down for well, trying to incite? Aid and comfort and insurrection is probably going to hit a couple of House members who were giving tours the day before. They already also, during that meeting, discussed sanctioning, I want to say, nine yeah. So essentially, there were members of Senate and Congress who the day before and in the lead up to the insurrection were coordinating with the insurrectionists, and they're likely to get caught up in this net. So this charge isn't one from the House to Trump. It's from the House to the House and from the House to the Senate. I like it. So here's a weird question. None of our Florida senators or congressmen have been, congresspeople have been involved in this, correct? Yes, there has been one. Matt Gates. Okay, because we have the most participants from Florida in the insurrection attempt. I think it's just interesting. What did they do? They went up there and said, hey, we're going to call Lauren Bober. Why didn't they just call Rick Scott? They went normally if it's easier. Or Bill Posey, who, by the way, was the well, first person yeah. to deny. I, I think that. Marjorie Taylor, who, by the way, is under is getting a divorce. So she's not MTG anymore. She's not the rights AOC. She's just MT like her head. Marjorie Taylor, Marge, (laughs) was someone who made herself available on Twitter. That's why she's becoming Marjorie Taylor. Oh, sorry. But I'm sorry. Yeah, but I mean, (laughs) not to the. Yeah, anyway. You never know. Yeah. (laughs) You heard it here first, folks. (laughs) But I'm just curious because I'm certain Bill Posey would have been very friendly to any of these things, but whatever. Maybe not. They came out with nine congressional members that were shown doing tours. And I think Polly was one of them. Gates, Gomert or Gomer. Is it Gomer or Gomert? I don't know. Bobert. All they have the nine that and I think even Cruz was part of that. But we shall see if that anything happens now in the Senate. It can. I doubt it will be in the House because the changing of leadership. Just I do want to point out that Donald Trump has spent I don't know how many years, how many decades just playing this legal game where consequences he manages to evade every consequence. And so like it started off our title. Yeah. Don the con or not Don. What do we call it? The cons kryptonite. Yeah, the cons kryptonite. And so it started off where, okay, he got into the White House due to Russian election interference. So it's not a criminal cause. Let's bring in the Department of Justice. And the Department of Justice brought in Mueller and said, okay, so this isn't the Department of Justice thing. We're not going to prosecute because he is a sitting president. 
And so they kicked the can over to Congress. Congress said, yeah, we're going to impeach. And then the House voted to impeach. And then the Senate no, said, no, this needs to be a thing for the voters. And then they, the voters spoke and he lost where the election, he didn't win re-election. And then all of this stuff happened. And meanwhile, the Senate said, okay, no, so we're not going to, we're not going to prosecute because he's not president. This needs to be criminal thing. And so it's just. But either on. way, he didn't finally come home. Yeah. Where found does something that he can't avoid? Yeah. But he where... didn't get impeached from the Mueller report. He got impeached for the quid pro quo with Ukraine. Yeah. With Ukraine. And so it's like, where, twice. where does. Uh, that was for stop? the insurrection. Yeah. And so essentially no one wants to hold Trump accountable. And so we are actually at a really critical point, despite the fact that this feels like a win, if the Department of Justice declines to prosecute, which they, which could. they could, then this is going to be it's all sad. I cannot imagine. I don't envy the people having to make these choices, right? Because if they do prosecute, it's easy for us to say, yay. No one's above the law, but that could just as easily destroy the fabric of our country as prosecuting, as not prosecuting, because there will be a little less than half of us who will believe that it's all a deep state, a little less than half of the Americans. That's a lot of people. Well, and they will believe that just like we believe that we're right and that what he did was trying to overturn our constitution, they will believe that what he did was trying to defend the constitution. Well, so it's, I just don't want to make my favorite meme of today after all of this was released. Half of the people want to have a civil war if Trump is prosecuted, then I guess we'll have to beat them like we did the last time. But half the people want to have a civil war if he's not prosecuted and half the people want to have one if he is. We cannot say that we are like this big holy people that will accept. If we choose not to prosecute, are we liberals going to be cool with that? No. So here's the thing, like we can't be mad at these other people for saying they want to go to war with us if we prosecute him when we're saying we want to go to war with you if you don't. Like there's got to be a place that we just say we are not going to go to war. Instead, we are going to follow the rule of law and we are going to make this work. And I don't know where that place is. Uh, I think would be focusing more on the problems in the government. And yet I just asked you if you'd be if we would accept if he was not prosecuted and you said no. I would. I know Democrats, we do not like war. We are very much liberal hippies. So what we would probably do in that situation is we would turn it to trying to reform our laws. So I just think it's very important that we are honest with ourselves about ourselves. It's 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 as important that we're honest about ourselves as we are about the other side. And that is that. Democrats are as much a part of this as anybody else right now. We are just determined that we are right. And I believe with all, let me be really clear. Like, I believe the guy's got to go to jail. I believe, I believe that we have to do that for the rule of law, but I do know that we are putting our country at risk by doing that as well. Yeah. Okay. As a vet, I don't believe anything the accelerationists are going to say. We. I like that term accelerationist. Yeah. The accelerationists are the people who have been pushing for civil war from both sides. Yeah. If Trump goes to jail or Trump gets right. off scot-free, we're going to civil war. As a vet, I am fully aware, especially as an Air Force vet, I am fully aware of what a single person with a rifle can do. They can really mess up <laughs> a middle a, school. And what an atomic bomb can do. Yeah, but I am also very aware of what a drone with a Hellfire missile can do. Yeah. And a dude with a rifle versus a drone with a Hellfire missile. 
it's just not happening. Civil war isn't going to be the left versus the right. It's not going to be people versus people. It's going to be some rowdy gravy seals against the state. But against our whole start, full might of military. It, until it gets there, it will cost lives on the street. It, it will. It might, yeah. So it's going to stay it's as... It's going to be your neighbor against your neighbor. It's going right, to be... Right, but... If we don't handle this carefully. Now, I'm not... And let me be really clear. Like, I... I'm just a devil's advocate human. I believe that if this, that I believe this committee was fair, I believe it was thorough, and I believe if the committee found evidence to present to the Department of Justice, the Department of Justice has to act on it. I think not acting on it would be criminal in itself. But I just caution progressive listeners to to check our own anger and ego at the door and to know that doing this is pouring our own version of gasoline on a fire and we need to be prepared for that my i really genuinely believe that all of this january 6th stuff all of this first amendment stuff all of this insurrection stuff whether or not it sticks i think it's going to stick because I'm seeing indications that the right-wing media machine is starting to separate itself from Trump. They are not rushing to his defense. They're not saying he's innocent. They're not saying these charges are baseless. They're just ignoring them, which means that they're letting them happen. But I believe that the classified documents are going to be what puts him in jail until he dies. That was my next question is like, which charges do we... think are going to actually get him yeah so the january 6th handed down let's face it donald trump is not a spring chicken he's not someone who's in the prime of life where a life sentence is multiple decades of lost productivity in fact the prison life might actually extend his life because it'll cut off his access to hamburgers and yeah but it also it the whole reason i want him behind bars is so he can never run again but he doesn't have to go behind bars to do that we just have to find him guilty we can find him guilty and then pardon him and he mm. uh, and no he can run the u.s yes. constitution says u.s constitution the supreme law of the land defines what it takes to be president the insurrection act was passed by congress and does not overcome the it is not more supreme than the constitution okay so no act of congress will bar trump from running or from winning the only thing that could happen is if, I don't know, he died. Yeah, but yeah. I gotta say, I thought that, that they could be a felon. Then whether he, no, I know that. Nope. Whether, rather than just locking him up so he can't run again, which obviously we can't do anyway, what if we just spend as much time providing a clear and better alternative continuously, not ignoring what we're doing because it does have to happen, but at the same time coming up with an alternative for these people or... I will never stop building a bridge to a voter. And I think that's just as critical as just saying, because Trump is only, he's just the trophy of there. He's just the image he, of the he's, problem. He's falling out of favor. But he is still just, the, when he's not there, it's going to be Ron DeSantis. Yeah. But he's not there. So rather than just getting rid of Donald Trump, we need to get rid of the mindset that makes that the correct alternative. You know what I'm saying? Like, we need to recognize that there is something in the psyche of some of our American neighbors that thinks that authoritarianism rocks. They don't think it's authoritarianism. Nope. They just think that strong men deserve to rule. They just think that it's patriotic and all they see patriotism is being. There are several who do think it's authoritarian and they like that. There are people that actually there are. like authoritarian forms of government. Hitler. Yeah. Look at the people who did that. It's completely disastrous, but many people in the country 
knew what he was doing, but was like, that's got to be okay because he got the trains running on time. It always goes back down to like really basic things. Like when Hillary said that Trump supporters came in two baskets, there were the deplorables, the homophobes, the transphobes, and we know those people, they exist right now. But she went on to say the majority of them are just really angry Americans because our country has let them down. And we stopped talking about that. Instead, we let the what that Steve Bannon's of the world right. piss off people by telling them they called you deplorable instead of saying, no, we called you angry Americans and you deserve better. We should have stopped right then and done that. And we still haven't done that. If you get the trains running on time, you get the gas prices down, people will follow you to hell. We've seen that. All right. And moving on to some local Brevard drama. Huh. Okay. So honestly, there's not as much as you might think. It's almost all school board related. Our municipalities are running beautifully and smoothly. I've visited several of them because we had five Democrats sworn into office within a two-week period. It was beautiful and glorious. I'm so proud of them all. Many of them ran unopposed because when they ran with opposition when they originally ran in Rockledge. I mean, they've run their city so well. It's okay, we're going to just let y'all go. It was just a great thing to attend these swearing-in to see Democrats get, get sworn into office. School board... Is another matter. School board is an S show right now. Gene Trent, I thought he was just going to be a Matt Susan hanger on. He is, I'm going to say this right now. He is a monstrous human being. If you watch school board meetings, he refuses to make eye contact with anybody talking to him. Even if you're not arguing with him at the point he may, if, Unless you are one of his sycophants. Like he is. Can we start sending people with like keys to Jenga? Hey, look at me. Jiggle, jiggle, jiggle. Great object. Like Matt Susan panders to Moms for Liberty. Gene Trent is completely sold out to that ideology. He is a horrible person. And the fact that their first act upon being elected was to fight, which we knew was going to happen. I think we said it on a podcast. They fired Dr. Mullins, who is a homegrown. He'd spent 30 years serving for our public schools. And serve them well. And he's, by the way, a member of my opposition party. Good, fair-minded human. I knew I could ask him anything and I'd get an honest answer. And, and then when they were trying to find the interim superintendent, Gene was like, we need to promote from within. People keep telling me we never promote from within. And we're like, you just fired a guy you promoted from within. And then he said, he kept saying that our art schools are a shambles and a wreck. And they said, so we need to bring in this specialist on how to bring school boards back together. And he said, we're not that bad. This is all in one conversation. They did hire an interim superintendent who I think is going to be really great. He has a reputation for helping through these particularly sticky wicket transitions. Sure. So it's really interesting things happening there. But meanwhile, like it's the battle of the, can I say penis? Yeah. yeah. Okay. It's a battle of the, my penis is bigger than your penis. So first it started with Wayne Ivey doing a stupid press conference in front of the jail upon invitation of Matt Susan. Matt invited him. Matt participated. Matt knew fully where it was going to be. And Matt, is, they've been partnering with the teachers union. So if you're a teacher listening to this, paying your dues to the teachers union, I just need you to be aware that the union is aware of all of this. And they're still... And, and then they were talking about, Gene has been publicly saying that discipline is tied to our minority students, that we don't discipline minority students enough. And yet the discipline report that the NAACP brought to the school board meeting shows our minority students make up about all well, black students make up about 30% of our school or school population with 60% of the referral. So clearly yeah. we are disciplining our minority students more uh-huh. than enough. So that's not the problem. 
Jean Trent. It's clearly not the problem. I looked at those statistics and we're pretty darn tough. In- yeah, we are the 10th largest school district in the state with the fifth highest referral rates in the state. Aren't we like so, the fourth largest expulsion rates too? Yes, yes. It's, but I guess that's not enough. And so Wayne was participating in that. We talked about that at our last podcast. So then that wasn't enough. I really think they're just mad because as my friend Jennifer Jenkins is constantly- Our friend. Hello. Our friend is constantly being interviewed and courted by national press because of the target that Moms Liberty made of her back and the politicization that's happened on school boards at Jennifer's expense. I'm going to tell you all again, like, she just wanted to be on the school board. They turned this, they turned her into this ri- ridiculously effective They were the one who put person. her on her pedestal. They totally did. They made this thing. And so now I'm like, she's going to do great things. But anyway, I think that Wayne just got hurt because he was still left out. So Wayne and Jean went on Fox News with yes. a teacher's aide and a janitor that they're passing off as teachers saying that our teachers are being mistreated. And that, Let's be really clear. There is a problem with discipline in our schools. It's not the school board policies. It's whether the administration is following the policies and that teachers aren't writing referrals because it's a pain in the butt to write a referral. That's not progressives, right? Because we wanted to make sure it was all fair and safe. And I still think that's the, I don't know how to make it simpler, but it is on us. Okay. They had this thing on Fox News. Matt Susan wasn't involved. And y'all know, like Matt had a little dick measuring contest. So today he held a press conference with the teachers union after the school board meeting where he claims that he's getting fl- floods of calls from neighboring counties, teachers saying they're going to come to Brevard County because we take care of our teachers. I don't believe it. Show me the numbers. Yeah. So, so th- I'm sure we'll, there'll be we'll a lot of public records requests on that one. Matt Susan, and I will say, he, I will say this on any air at all. Matt Susan lies about everything. Can, he, can we get a freedom of information on his email for that? Yeah, you can yeah. do a public records request on Matt Seuss on any email and they have to give it over. Now, he doesn't always give it over. So there's actually, actually a potential lawsuit there. Oh, OK, but he'll just say it doesn't exist. But any you, <laughs> so, every single person can do a public records request. Now, so hold, email, on, hold on. Hold on. We asked. It. So he went on the podium saying, hey, I have all these emails from teachers. If we were to request all these yes. emails from teachers that he was on public record from saying, and he says they don't exist. Oh, that that would be nice. So this has already happened. A couple of months ago, he said that he had been on several phone calls with the State Department of Education mm-hmm. about something else. Phone calls and are different because like I, I can nope. call you. It's still a phone record and it's still a public record. Okay. So the request was made of just the phone log. Okay. And he said they don't exist. But you on the day has said you had these phone calls. Like you've told the press this, you said it on the day. You said but he's just he cannot keep up with his own lies, which is why, by the way, I don't lie. I don't lie because I can't keep up. Somebody needs to tell Matt Susan, you can't keep up. He lied about where he was the first day of school last year, if you remember that. It is so much but to the remember whole, the truth. Yeah. But the whole problem is he's aligned himself with a party that doesn't give a damn about the truth. Well, I don't care whether he so here's the thing. We can we do. Right. Because you're listening to this, you're probably not a Republican, although if you are cool, we like you, too. So we will make sure because his whole plan right now, the whole reason he wanted to be the chair is because he plans to run for State House 32. Fat Altman's not going to run. It's all like preordained, blah, 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 boring. I mean, I've got a catalog of all of his lies because I'm going to tell you, Republican voters do care. But he lies about everything. He lies about 
He said on an NAACP meeting one time that I was on and said that he was working with Cheryl McDougall on a voter registration plan. And I just sat there watching. It was a Zoom meeting and I just sent Cheryl a text. I'm like, are you working with Matt on this? And she said, hell no. She was so angry with him. She said, not only am I not, I won't now because he said that he was working with her. He lies about everything. And it's almost always demonstrable. So if you're listening to this and you want to do public records, a quest would be cool because he said he's getting lots of contacts from neighboring counties. He was, I know one of my friends who does, her partner's been in the school or her wife has been in the school district for years. They were friends with Matt Susan. They talked to him about the bathroom stuff and the LGBT protections. And he told them to their face, I got you, don't worry. And then he immediately voted against we need people to show up at all of our school board meetings, every single one. Actually, I'm looking for Democrats to show up at all of our meetings, municipalities, school boards throughout the county. So here's the good news. We do have elections in 2023. We have uh, elections in 2023. We have about six municipalities of elections. It's a great time if you're curious about how to work on a campaign, great time to cut your teeth and learn these things. I'm going to be having a workshop in the next few weeks training organizers. If you remember, Barack Obama got his political start as a community organizer. So we're going to be talking about what that is and how to do that. We're also doing another, we're doing a Zoom on January 12th for people that think they want to run for office. We then in 2024 have elections everywhere. And I'm super excited because we have a, we have candidates coming to, because we've proven ourselves now, we have candidates coming to our organization saying that as Democrats, they want to run for partisan offices. And they're great. We have one running for County Commission District 1. He's just awesome. He has friends on every side of every conversation. He's a native-born Titusville resident. He's going to be fantastic. We have somebody else who came to me and said they want to run for State House 33. So we're going to have a lot of opportunities for people to learn how to run for office. Show up at your next school board meetings. I think they're on break. I think we hear this like for a minute. But mm-hmm. not long. And hold these people accountable. Public comment. If you have been lied to, just walk up there and say, you know, Mr. Susan, not that it's Matt Susan lying, but it's Matt Susan lying. Mm. Mr. Susan, you said this, or I just call him Matt. You said this, but this is what you then said. Or whatever else you want to hold people accountable to. They, he's created this place where he has to be receptive to that because he's trying to prove that he's more transparent. And just to stay on top of it, holding them accountable for everything. He's also doing a lot of workshops during the day. So people... He's saying he wants more teacher involvement, but he's having workshops during the day when teachers are working work. Yeah. And they don't get any time off. So just pay attention. That's most thing you do right now as a Democrat is pay attention, come to our workshops. Our next general meeting is going to be the fourth Wednesday of January. I think that's the 28th in our County commission chambers. We'll have a couple of pods before then to remind you all, but stay connected Learn now how you can make a difference. Brevard is on the map. The whole state's paying attention to us, even though statewide Florida, Brevard didn't. We won more seats than we lost in 2022. We know how to win. Don't give up. Show up and let me teach you. That's where I am. Meanwhile, make sure you stay in touch with us. Uh Shout out to hopefully a few Monsters listeners that heard me on the radio Oh, yeah, yeah. And (laughs) this will be in our newsletter for January for sure. Good. But anyway, if you like what we do, send us an email to pushheadpod at gmail.com. If you don't like what we do, send us an email to pushheadpod at gmail.com. 
and we might talk about it on air. Especially if it is angry and funny, we will definitely talk about yeah, it on air. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Also, if you like what we do, share it with a friend. Yes. Best thing you can do, share it with a friend. And if you're one of the people listening to this and you hate us, really share it with your friends because we want to hear what they have to say. Because uh, oh, we're yeah. not afraid of it. Bring it. All right. So thank you, everyone. Thank you, Jamie. Thank you, Shelby. Merry Christmas. Happy Kwanzaa. Happy ha- Happy Hanukkah. Happy New Year. Chanuka. All the Chanuka. things. <laughs> Bye. Bye. If you got something out of this and know of anybody who cares about what we're saying here, please share. Word of mouth is everything in the grassroots game. If we're awesome, tell a friend. If we're not, tell us how to get better. This has been another episode of the Push Ahead podcast. Please reach out to us via Twitter at push underscore ahead or subscribe to our podcast in your podcatcher of choice. You can find relevant links to the stories that we're talking about in our liner notes on our website at pushaheadpod.com. The music is Super String Theory by Lobo Loco.